you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everyone, welcome to Dear Alice. Today we are going to be talking about kids' bedrooms. It's a fun topic. Oh, children. We love a good kids' room. We do. We love getting to interview the children about their spaces. Kids are the best. They are. They're so much more fun than we are. They are. You guys, 100%. These rooms are going to be your favorite rooms if you do it the right way. Yeah. And when you interview a kid, they just tell you the truth and they don't actually care what the right answer is, which is awesome. Yeah. They just care what they think. And then exactly. we design what they think. And then when it's done, we're all high-fiving each other because that kid had such great ideas. It's true. And wasn't too embarrassed to tell us that... They love rainbows and unicorns and whatever they do. Yeah. You want to know what Nolan told Tom yesterday? What? Tom let me know this morning. He said, Nolan said, he's like, if somebody doesn't want to play with me, I just pretend I'm a superhero. I'm like, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. They have the best ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. They are the superhero of bedrooms. That is for sure. Um, So today's question is at Erica Wolfgram wanted to know advice on design for a 10-year-old's bedroom, not too little girl, but not too sophisticated. Um, So we obviously embark on this all the time. There is a point where, there's usually like a point where um, they're ready to get rid of the crib and they need a big girl or big boy bedroom. Then there's a point when they kind of outgrow the little girl bedroom, which sounds like what Erica's um, daughter is going through. She's like, I want to get out of this nursery space and I've got different and ide- different ideas and maybe her favorite color isn't pink anymore. Entering the tween stage. Yes. 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 So how do we, how do we go about doing that um, for Erica? What advice do we have for her? I think even, and even as you go from like the nursery to the toddler and we'll get into that a little bit more, keep this like, this timeline mm-hmm. in mind, you know, that you're not going to want to buy from crib. You're not going to want to necessarily go to a twin and then go to a queen. Like think about the pieces that you are investing in when you're in the stages and ask yourself, is this something that could translate to her like growing up? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that's going to be throwaway furniture, like a changing table? No one's going to use a changing table again. Yeah. So think about that too, as you're like looking at your space and how you want this little girl to live. Obviously, she's 10 years old, so she might not want to be in a twin bed anymore. She might want to graduate to a queen Mm -hmm. if that's what she's been living in. And so see what the space can take. See functionally what you need. Like if you're a queen bed, is she she kind of a princess still? Does she want a four-poster that's going to be dreamy for her like as she grows into her teenage years? Mm -hmm. Um, Does she have like a adequate dresser for like her clothes storage? that gets along with the style that she wants. When you're talking about interviewing, it's really fun to talk to kids because like we say, like they're just really honest and they're going to be really straight up with you mm-hmm. on exactly what fluorescent pink they do or don't want in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get to help put the, through your filter um, to make it their dream room. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. I love it. Talk to them a little bit. Um, Sue has a little guy that's four Mm -hmm. and um, you got rid of his crib and you didn't buy him a twin. Nope. Tell him what you did and why. Yeah. We looked at twins for a second and day beds. And as we started to think about like how this room's going to function and who actually, we sit there and we read stories at night. I don't want to like kneel by a twin bed. I don't want to try and squeeze on a twin bed with my son while we're reading stories. Like we both want to be in there. And so it made the most sense to do a queen bed and we had the room for it. 
And we knew we wanted to get something that wouldn't necessarily be throwaway furniture Mm -hmm. either. So we got an upholstered queen bed that, I mean, I would sleep on. It's really, it's really cute. And he loves it. And it's really like, I know that like this will last him for a little while, you know, and I can design around this with the paint, the wallpaper, Mm -hmm. the lamps, anything could go with this bed. But, but yeah, that was the transition we made and it made sense for how we live. So think about that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people think right from the the um, crib, they graduate them to a twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one client that we just finished her boys' rooms. There wasn't a lot of space in there, so they needed to do a twin. Mm-hmm. But sh- um, the boys are tall. Um, I think the one boy is like 6'2 or 6'3. He's a 16-year-old. Big one. So they got extra long twins, but she said, never do it. I'm paying this forward. Never do it because there is no bedding that's really attractive in an XL twin. Mm-mm. It's like you bought into some weird um, you basically club. got a custom bed that yeah. nobody has anything for. Yeah, and, and you luck. don't want to invest in custom bedding because you're no. like, this is a twin for a it's teenager. A can, bed. can we not just get something good <laughs> looking? So they're pretty limited on their options and it's still not very, it's just like really narrow and long and kind of an awkward thing to have to dress. So- um, I think at the end of the day, instead of investing in the twin, because you're buying mattresses, I mean, you have to invest in this whole thing. Really, if you have the room for a queen, just graduate into a queen. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's makes the room feel fuller. Honestly, that oh, was yeah. another reason why we got a queen is because like Nolan, he's just a wild all over the place sleeper and he'd yeah. fall off a twin in two seconds. So yeah, he needed space to grow. That's great. He can sleep sideways in it. Exactly. And, and he does. No matter what. You betcha. He's safe. <laughs> That's great. Um, scale of furniture pieces. Uh, we're always going to pay attention to that when we're doing a room. Uh, the changing table, like we talked about earlier, a lot of times we will just do a, a double dresser, a really nice, big, long, beautiful dresser. And then we'll just buy from Restoration Hardware the um, changing table kit that goes on top. And then that can last for the season that you're doing diapers And then once kids are done with diapers, you just get rid of that and you still have a beautiful long dresser. So we're not really ones to invest in the the changing table. Don't do it. You can't really store clothes. You can have like open baskets and it's just, I don't know, it feels messy and inefficient. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So get the proper scaled stuff for the room that you can invest in and grow into that will always be attractive. A lot of times above that dresser, like baby, like again, thinking about babies to toddlers to teenagers, babies love to look at themselves in mirrors. So do teenagers. Mm -hmm. Ironic. Yeah. So put a big mirror above that changing table so that when baby's getting his diaper changed, he can lean over and see see himself. Um, But then when they're that growing weird tween that needs to look at himself. They yeah. have that option too. They can start flexing yeah. in yes, that mirror. Exactly. Yeah. And two, it's so nice to have that dresser too, because you can have a lamp, mm-hmm. a lamp or two, like if it's really long, but you can at least have a lamp when you're changing the baby. And then just again, that soft lighting that you're going to want to incorporate as these kids grow up, think about those things. Not everything has to be animated or themed like Noah's. I think it was like Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Yeah, my sister had a big Noah's Ark thing. Oh, I like They're that. They're really cute, huh? Yeah. Anyway, but that all kind of becomes throwaway stuff. So mm-hmm. note that whatever the kid is into, that's going to be what's decorating the room. You yeah. Know, that's what's going to be adding that age factor, of that time capsule of what mm-hmm. that kid is in. Um, take note of their favorite colors. You know, you can always repaint a bedroom, rewallpaper a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the actual furniture pieces I think can be have more lasting power yeah than I think a lot of people give credit to you know yeah and think they have to like completely redo a room if you're smart about it then you should be able to carry that into some of it at least into the next phase yeah if you did it right I think um, we were just talking before we started recording the podcast in our Juniper Hills um, home. Uh, It's up near Park City, Utah. And there's a little guy who's probably five and we did his room. His wallpaper looks like constellations. It's dark blue with um, star patterns on it. And there's like a big telescope in his room to be able to see the stars. And he has a queen bed. And um, our marketing manager, Katie, was like, that room will still be beautiful for him when he's 25. Like, and we made it for him when he was five years old. But because the bed is the right scale for the room, even for it being a small room, um, having the bed be the majority of it still feels really cozy. And um, like you could just get all tucked in and have good dreams in that space. So... I think that um, while we didn't necessarily design it for an adult man or a kid in college or something like that, the the finishes are, I feel like, everlasting and just really handsome and, and kid-like. And I think he can feel like he's an astronaut in there or he can feel like, you know, he's a grown man in great taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing, too, like with the wallpaper, that wallpaper, it's a Ralph Lauren one, which is why it'll get along with him at any age. Yeah. Um, but the art, too, I think that you put on top of that, that mm-hmm. can be interchangeable. Totally. Yeah, yeah great did, point. We did another home for a little boy where we used a similar wallpaper um, because he loves constellations. He loves science. Mm-hmm. So we had like a solar system mobile, big one hanging in the space, and he loves soccer. So... And was really an advocate for it and like played at club like, and so we called, actually called ESPN and anyway we got these like World Cup posters mm-hmm. that were really graphically interesting, and we had them ship them to us and we framed those because that was the stage he's in, right now as he's like entering these tween years and yeah. so again that art like the wallpaper's classic, but the art whatever your kids into. I think you can express that a lot in the art or if they're artists, mm-hmm. I think that's also a great way to decorate their room Yeah, is with whatever they're concocting up in their little imaginations. That's great. I love that. Um, okay. So let's talk for a minute about if we're doing a shared room versus the kid's own room. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They got to kind of come together on it. If it's a shared room, we, um, we had a really cute little girl's room that we recently did. Really huge master, or not master, it was bigger than even some masters, but it was a huge um, kid's room that we uh, ended up doing two um, poster beds in the space. Mm-hmm. And um, they did end up using twin beds, but those posters really helped fill up the room. Mm-hmm. The girls decided on blue because they didn't, they weren't pink fans. And it kind of, don't you think in the end, it kind of looked like Tiffany blue? It did. Yeah, yeah. it was really fresh. And the they- wallpaper on the ceiling too. Talk yeah. about that. Well, it kind of looked like a garden. Like there was a lot of green. It was kind of an abstracted, more modern floral for the ceiling with lots of blues in it. And the greens were just really fresh. Um, and it just, it was just like laying in bed at night and looking into, you know, the most beautiful gardens. They just loved it. Yeah. And they had a lot of like, just in the interview process, speaking of like for them, mm-hmm. they had a lot of fun, like talking about it. You could tell they were excited. Kids are excited about their spaces. Yeah. They want to like have their personality show. And so when these little girls saw this room reveal, mm-hmm. like the client, bless her, she 
videotaped them and they were in tears. They were so happy to finally be in this space that really felt like them, that was their little sanctuary. Because that's what these are for your kids. If you want them to actually enjoy their room and sleep there and not sleep in your room, Mm -hmm. um, then really pay attention to what they love. And I think it'll really pay off. I think the thing that lets each of those girls be an individual, even though they're in a shared bedroom, is we gave them each um, like a tall etagere or bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're laying in bed, it's across from their footboard and it gives them the opportunity to fill that in however they want without mom needing to make edits to it. Kids bring home the darndest things, <laughs> as you know. And so this gives them the opportunity to display whatever they're mm-hmm. into, whether it be like their favorite sneakers or those rocks they got on the way home or that that party favor they got at the birthday or love notes their, their science fair boy. project. <laughs> yeah, They just all are into whatever they're into. And that will allow the one kid to be ultra feminine and the other one can be a tomboy and they can still coexist in the space because they each have room to display their favorite things. I think it's so good. Like you're talking about embracing collections. I remember when Jane, yeah, Jess's littlest, uh-huh. she, Jane Sparkles Bennett. Yes. What does is, what is Jane collect? Which I think is very. Oh, Jane was a great collector and really um, possessive about any of the things she had, but she had the most incredible rock collection of all time. And my mom got on board with it, the grandparents, anybody. And so they would go to old rock hounds and they would find the most amazing things. And one year my mom got her this little set of plastic drawers chuck full of every type of rock species because she ran into this old rock hound that was a great collector and she has meteorites just stuff that's not even legal to own which is incredible but every type of species fossils and pyrite and you know all of the all of the interesting things you think a little girl would have but then she's got some real rare nuggets in there too so anyway to this day she's not as passionate about playing with the rocks anymore but I have confiscated her rocks because they look beautiful in bowls and I have like one on my center hall table full of all of her stones and she's still really proud of that today she was also a great coin collector And so we have coins and sleeves and all the things, but those coins would be beautiful too. I could Mm -hmm. put them in a bowl and put them on her nightstand or put them in my living room. But anyway, her collections became my collections, which is fantastic. But kids always are collecting things. My daughter, Kate, got into origami. And what do you do with all the folded paper things, guys? You know, you've (laughs) got to give kids a place to display their stuff or they're going to start pinning it to your walls, which is what ended up happening at my house. If you close Kate's bedroom door behind that door is all the origami in the whole world. That's awesome. Yeah. Pinned to the wall, which is beautiful. And I never want to take it down, but they do. Kids do need shelving. They just need to display all the Legos they build. Not to bring up Legos. Yeah. I mean, there are these things that, you know, you'll spend 30 to $50 and you'll build the Star Wars Battleship Galactica. I don't know. I can't even speak intelligently about it. Corey, maybe you should talk about Legos. (laughs) Anyway, what do you do with the thing once you've finally constructed it? You know, you need a place to put that. Um, Ours ended up on shelves and closets, but they were so proud of them and it took so long. And then to put it up on top of a shelf in a closet didn't quite feel right. So being able to have that open shelving gave them a place to line all these things up that they're so proud of. We actually had a client in California too that actually in like kind of off the entry, they built this beautiful oh, display yeah. cabinet. Mm-hmm. 
had our stainless steel like breaks and glass and anyway and we're like oh what what do we want to display here and she's like oh this is for my children's legos Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's so cool and again just like jane was proud of the rock collection for those kids to like see their you know their glory just like sitting there on display yeah i think is so empowering to children and really fun for you because this only this phase only lasts so long yeah and so you want to have a couple of those pieces just to I don't know, stay with you and remind you of that moment, that time totally. in your life that kind of feels like our prime, right? Mm-hmm. When we're raising children, we're, we feel needed. And so when people are like, oh, my kids have such weird ideas about their rooms, I'm like, oh, there's some embracing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you need to embrace that and just like, just celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we often say like these rooms become your favorite mm-hmm. because like, you, you're, you're talking about how in our main spaces, we kind of call it in neutral sometimes just because a lot of people don't want to take too many risks, Yeah, um, which is fair. And like furniture is expensive and, and you, you know, you want to stay neutral, but like the kids rooms usually kind of go all out. You kind of give yourself permission to, to kind of embody a 10 year old mm-hmm. and be that age again. And they really are clients. They love their children's rooms. I think most of all. Yeah, I agree. That's I think great. I think it like feeds the imagination of kids too, just celebrating them in that way to where it's like a visual representation of them. You know, like you said, Jane's proud of like mm-hmm. you displaying like the rocks she collected, right? It's yeah. a, that's like something that she did. That's an accomplishment and an expression of herself that you know what I mean that you love and mm-hmm. um, you know are, are are showing. So I I think that probably even in a way will like. Um, just kind of help them continue to do stuff like that and feed their imagination because yeah. they'll, they'll want to display more and more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah I think and that's I, great. I feel like it's, it, it doesn't serve us well as parents to, to design a perfect bedroom and hope that our children will keep it perfect all the time mm-hmm. and not have any sign of life in it. Mm-hmm. As far as like their origami and their rocks and their Legos and all of the things say, of course we should give them somewhere to put all of that stuff. Oftentimes too, we'll get a bulletin board usually from like, um, like restoration hardware or, um, I'm trying to think who else. Ballard Ballard design. Design. Yeah. They have some cute ones. And, and if you, if you incorporate a bulletin board somewhere somehow, and it can even be almost behind you. Once you walk in the room, it could be on that same wall as the door. So you're not looking straight at it. It's not a piece of art, ladies and gentlemen, it is a bulletin board, but that gives them a really great place to pin their birthday party invitations and their school picture. And <laughs> don't you love the school mm-hmm. picture smile? Yeah. It's the best. And the um, photo strips with their friends at the mall. Totally. And, and that craft project they made and all the things that they're really proud of. So if you give them, you know, a pretty good size bulletin board, like 36 by 48, then they can keep that thing just it won't have to live on your fridge. So let's celebrate that for a minute. Um, but they can sit there and look at this awesome thing. That's like a living, breathing, changing thing. And then also they'll have a bookshelf in their room where they can have, you know, their collections that they're working on. Um, and then, you know, then you can make sure that you can invest in a few quality pieces that will last them, you know, till they're 18 is the way is the way I think we think about it. So unless you really love decorating, you want to do it again in a few years, then we can start with the twin bed and graduate onward. But you don't actually have to do the twin bed, I guess is what we're telling you Mm -hmm. in this episode. You can jump right to the queen. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That could be great. Yeah. I think just in closing, 
kids are so much fun and we just encourage everybody to just embrace their personalities and their imagination and empower them by representing what they love and what you love about them in their environment. And so I really hope this has been helpful and good luck and have fun. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 